And welcome back to another edition of the yeah, Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Rob, and I am joined with Tony uh, and Josh. And Parker's going to be joining us later, just like last week. Uh, Tony, let's start with you. We have some bowl games going on. We aren't going to be predicting any bowl games just because of all the, the players missing. I know there may be a couple where, you know, the full teams are going at it. But uh, just decided not to. We're going to get right into the playoff schedule um, after the news so you can take it away. Definitely got some big news for this week. Uh, a lot of stuff, so I'll try to get through it here. Uh, first of all, Penn State is set to hire former Indiana head coach Tom Allen for its defensive coordinator vacancy. Obviously, Manny Diaz, who was the coordinator, uh, left to become the head coach at Duke. So uh, I think a good win for Penn State. You get a nice, tough, physical coach um, and a good fill with some promise. Next is uh, FSU. They will be suing the ACC over grant of rights and a withdrawal withdrawal fee. Excuse me there. Uh, with a total exit fee excluding the forfeiture of television revenue would be $572 million. As we've kind of mentioned, uh, Florida State has kind of explored the option of leaving the ACC. Um, so they voted unanimously to file a suit against the ACC to challenge the legality of both the league's grant of rights and the $130 million withdrawal free. Um, this is always the first step kind of in plotting its future and possible exit. Uh, also, former Texas quarterback set to transfer to Duke. Um, that was Malik uh, Murphy. Yes. Uh, he had Baylor, South Carolina, and Oregon State as possible candidates. Um, now that Riley Leonard is gone to Notre Dame, Murphy will challenge for the starting job next season. Uh, Colorado coach Deion Sanders reveals that Hall of Famer Warren Sapp will be joining the Buffalo staff this coming season. Uh, not confirmed where he will be assigned on the staff, but kind of a, a big addition, I guess. Uh, Georgia lands number one overall player Ellis Robinson IV in the 2024 ESPN 300 and signed his letter of intent for the Bulldogs. He's a cornerback. Sorry, I forgot to mention the position there. Also, Missouri will be without two starters against the Buckeyes in their Cotton Bowl. Cornerback Ennis Rackstraw Jr., considered to be a top-five cornerback prospect in the upcoming draft, is still dealing with an undisclosed injury that kept him out even in Missouri's season finale against Arkansas. They will also be without linebacker Tyron Hopper, who injured his ankle back on November the 11th against Tennessee and hasn't played since. So two uh, two kind of tough losses there, but again, I'll be mentioning a lot more teams kind of being without their players. Uh, Georgia lands Miami Hurricanes transfer Colby Young, he had 47 receptions and five touchdowns for Miami. Um, also, they landed former Gator running back Trevor Etienne, who had uh, 750-plus yards and eight touchdowns this past season for Florida. Mexico State head coach Jerry Kill is stepping down, uh, revamped the program, and led them to a bowl win last year and its first 10-win season this year since 1960. Uh, Tony Sanchez, their wide receiver coach, is set to be their replacement. We spent some time at UNLV as their head coach, so he's got some experience. So I think a good kind of uh, replacement there, but also kind of tough. Uh, since December 16th, they've lost their offensive coordinator, Tim Beck, and defensive backs coordinator, uh, Cliff Odom. So definitely some uh, holes to fill for them, and I would not expect a 10-win season for them next year. Uh, Notre Dame to hire LSU offensive coordinator Mike Denbrock. He was, the, he was a former Irish assistant in, in the past there, so it's kind of like a homecoming for him. Um, and obviously, he's been the offensive coordinator for the last two years for uh, LSU, um, which has led the FBS in points per game, 44.6, and yards per game, 547.8 this past season. So definitely, I would say, a big win for, L for Notre Dame. Uh, also, the 2024 early signing period uh, for top recruiting classes, has ended uh the top six would be number one georgia with 20 espn 300 commits second is alabama with 16 commits three is oregon with 17 commits four is ohio state with 12 um, and then texas is five and miami is six as well with 12 respectively uh the next national signing day is february 7th so that'll be the next time that we kind of hear or see of some top prospects signing. Uh, Michigan has offered Jim Harbaugh a 10-year, $125 million offer, but includes an NFL clause that would prevent him from seeking NFL jobs in 2024. Um, is yet to hear a response on that offer from Jim, so we'll have to see. 
I would imagine he would probably wait till the end of the season. Ole Miss has landed Texas A&M transfer portal uh, player Walter Nolan, who is the 2024, or excuse me, 2022 number two overall recruit. So another big addition for them. Um, we did kind of mention this before the podcast around, but yes, uh, Florida State has announced that they'll be without at least 20 players for their upcoming Orange Bowl against Georgia. The list includes wide receiver Keon Coleman, who declared for the draft and is the number two overall prospect for wide receivers. Uh, they will be also without Johnny Wilson and Jaheim, Jaheim Bell. Uh, others uh, not named are either entering the transfer portal or preparing for the NFL. Uh, Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. is with is still with the Buckeyes in Dallas for the Cotton Bowl, but he has not been a full practice participant, and it's still uncertain if he will play. It's kind of leaning. It seems kind of like he won't be, but again, we'll see. Something could happen. Uh, USC quarterback transfer portal Damani Jackson uh, has his decision down to two schools for his transfer. Uh, he will be going either to Michigan or to Alabama. So kind of coincidentally enough, we'll, maybe the Rose Bowl semifinal will have a decision in that. And then finally, uh, this was just a little bit ago, Tennessee quarterback Joe Milton will be skipping the Citrus Bowl for Tennessee to go to the NFL draft. Uh, their backup, Nico Iyama Liaba, will start in his place, and he appeared in just four games this season. So uh, don't expect too much from him, but uh, we'll see how he does for Tennessee. But that's all the news I got. Perfect. Um, and with that being said, we can go right into the playoffs. So we have four teams remaining. Uh, two games going to be played on Monday, January 1st, so um, the new year. Uh, they're going to be kicking off with um, Alabama and Michigan. And this is going to be played in California. Um, Michigan, the first-ranked team, obviously, and Alabama sneaking in there as the fourth-ranked team. Um, Michigan right now, Tony, is the favored team to win by one and a half. And just looking at the over-under, it's 44 and a half points, so kind of uh, a low-scoring game if you're thinking about Michigan and how many points they like to score against their opponents. So uh, this should be a good one right now. Michigan minus one and a half. What you got? Man, um, I think Michigan's had a great year, and uh, I do uh, I do respect them as much of a Buckeye fan as I am. Uh, I'm going to be taking Alabama in this one, uh, plus one and a half. I just trust Nick Saban and his kind of playoff experience and their players. Um, I'll, I'll take Alabama. How about you, Josh? Who are you taking? Uh, it's a little tricky for me because, like you, I do respect Saban and uh, – I know how his teams always seem to be playing the best football at the right time. Um, but I, I think I'm going to go with Michigan in this one. I feel like uh, the whole cheating scandal and everything else, I feel like they uh, they still feel like they got uh, something to prove, I guess. So uh, I think I'm going to take Michigan minus one and a half in this one. Yeah, and... Uh, when I looked at the schedule yesterday, it was, I think it was Michigan minus two, and they just adjusted it like half a point. So um, maybe they see something that we don't, but I'm going to stick with Michigan as well. Um, I just think they're kind of destined this year after what happened to them last year uh, at this point in the year. So um, I think they get their revenge, and I think they beat Bama, as crazy as it sounds. Uh, we will get Parker's picks um, in a little bit, uh, we will go to the next game. This one's going to be playing at night, 745. We had third-ranked Texas. Um, it's going to be played in Louisiana, in Nolens. Um, Nolens. Washington's. Thank you. Nolens. Um, perfect. And then we got Texas minus four in this one. So that's kind of interesting, Tony. Texas minus four uh, after the undefeated season by Washington. But you got her. Definitely, and I've been looking at a, a lot of the. Uh, I mean, again, you know, take it as you will. The, uh, the kind of the people that work with ESPN, and you know, they've kind of given their uh, predictions, and a lot of people have picked Texas uh, and Texas to win pretty defiantly. Um, and I, I would imagine that's just because Washington has just played close, pretty much for a lot of their season. They've kind of you know escaped kind of a lot of games, and maybe people are looking at the Big Twelve a little bit more competitive than the Pac-12. I thought the Pac-12 was really great this year. Um, I'm still going to probably go with Texas minus four in this one. Um, I do want to see Michael Penix and Washington win, but I just think that Texas has a little bit more weapons kind of across the entire board. I think Washington is 
a little bit more only skilled offensively. They have some great defensive players as well, but I think I'll take Texas in this one. How about you, Josh? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm leaning towards Washington plus four. and uh, Yeah, plus four right now. Uh, I think that their offense is just good enough that they'll they'll basically be able to keep them in it, I think. And uh, at the very least, I feel like they'll they'll be able to keep it to within a field goal or so. So I, I like Washington to, to keep it close here, maybe even pull the outright win. Yeah, Josh, I'm right there with you. I think uh, Washington keeps it close. I think Texas may win, and if they do, they win by a field goal. Um, so I'm going to take uh, Washington with the points here. Parker, welcome to the podcast. We have uh, third ring Texas visiting, not visiting, but uh, against Washington right now in Louisiana. We have uh, Texas minus four right now. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with, with uh, Washington. I feel like they've been battling all year, been kind of uh... – Winning games, uh, you know, right at the end. So I'll take them uh, to h- uh, hang in there. Perfect. And we'll stick with you. We just predicted Bama, Michigan. We have fourth ranked Bama against obviously the Brown, no, baby. <laughs> you got Bama. Bama. Okay. Okay. We got you. Um, perfect. So that's going to do it. Um, just two games on the slate, obviously. Um, and we will transition to the NFL side, obviously. The Season is winding down. We have just a couple more weeks left. Um, we'll start back into week 16 where the Rams took down the Saints in pretty impressive uh, fashion, 30-22. to 22. Um, And Tony, we'll start with you. Another Saturday game for the Bagels. Uh, does not go their, their way this time. Um, the Steelers take them down at home, 34-11. to 11. Definitely, yeah. This was the uh, the George Pickens standout game. Uh, he, he, he was incredible. Um, just from start to finish, he, he really picked apart our defense and you got to give credit to Mason Rudolph. I, I know kind of – he kind of had a little bit of, like, short passes, but, I mean, they were effective, and he kind of made uh, made plays for his playmakers. And Jake Browning still threw for, you know, over 350 yards, but um, those those three interceptions are really, really killer, and those just kind of destroy you. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have a whole lot. I thought T. Higgins played really, really great. This was probably his – well, one of his top games of the year, despite only having five receptions, that that huge touchdown out of the second half kind of, I don't know, kind of like got us semi back in it, but um, we didn't really have much of an answer after that. Um, I thought Trey Hendrickson played all right kind of on the defensive line. He, he, I think he had a couple sacks or maybe one sack, um, kind of bringing up his total. I think he's like top five in sacks, so... I guess that's kind of good, but yeah, other than that, um, just a really tough loss kind of is a big killer for our, our playoff chances. Um, and we have a huge game next week against a really great team. So I'm not, uh, I'm uncertain about that one, but, um, that's really all I got. Yeah. Uh, perfect. Well, the Bengals are still in playoff contention. These last couple of weeks are going to be big. Uh, we'll go over to the Peacock game. Peacock actually delivered with this one, kind of surprisingly. We have the Bills taking down the Chargers, but it was close. It was 24-22, to 22, um, the Bills winning it at the end there. Um, moving on to the Sunday slate, uh, the Falcons taking down the Colts. Arthur Smith getting his revenge. He is back, guys, 29-10. Uh, to uh, Then we have Seattle kind of surviving a scary one against Tennessee, 20-17. to 17. Uh, And then my game, I wasn't able to watch much of it, but I was able to tune in. Uh, to a little bit of the first half here, we have the Lions taking down the Vikings 30-24. to um, This was the game that helped um, the Lions win the first NFC North title, Dave, I, th- I think in 30 years. I'm not sure if they ever won it um, uh, before that, but I think it was, I think, 30 years in the making. So uh, good for the Lions for winning the game and the NFC North. Uh, just my thoughts on the game personally, just not, just not a lot of, Good plays made down the stretch by Nick Mullins, obviously a backup. We've been dealing with backups for almost half the year now. And, you know, one of the biggest issues is um, mistakes at the quarterback position in this game. Nick Mullins threw, I think, four picks. He threw for a lot of yards, threw for a couple touchdowns. But at the end of the day, um, some of these balls that he he was throwing just weren't competitive. They were behind the wide receiver. Um, Justin Jefferson made a lot of uh, acrobatic crazy catches to bail out his quarterback um, but Nick Mullins just didn't play good enough um, and I don't know if I'm supposed to expect anything better from a guy like Nick Mullins um, and we still have a quarterback controversy after this one so that tells you a lot 
Uh, defensively, there's nothing much we could have really done against a, a run-heavy team. That's not really an, ex an excuse. It's just how good the Lions are personnel-wise versus our run defense. We don't have a lot of depth um, at, at, in our front seven. We do a lot of pressuring when it comes to pass-heavy teams, but uh, the Lions just kind of stuck to their formula of running the ball. Um, you know, off their success, they went play action and hit some wide open guys. Amon Ross, St. Bart Brown had, I think, like what, 12 catches and uh, a lot of yards and a touchdown. And uh, they were able to get Jameson Williams involved. And then their two stud running backs, Montgomery and Gibbs, who has just uh, been lighting it up these last uh, few weeks for the Lions. So uh, a lot of credit goes to the Lions. I mean, I'm not sour about it. They played a really damn good game. Um, beat us to the ground um, in our home. They have a really good recipe of running the ball on the road and uh, creating big big plays um, off of that. And also their defense, uh, getting four takeaways is really important as well. So uh, this year is kind of fading away for me. We're two and five at home. I don't remember the last time we were that bad at home. I think maybe a couple of years ago uh, when we were really bad. But um, yeah, a seven and eight year for the Vikings, not the best. Uh, the Lions take the division. Um, the Vikings have the Packers and the Lions again left on their schedule. I'm hoping for two losses there so we can just end things. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm not, I don't know if I had uh, anything else on the game. Um, that, that's really it. Seven and eight is, I guess, the entire story for me. Um, just mediocre, uh, mediocre football all around. Uh, but we'll go to the uh, next game. We have the Jets taking down the Commanders and getting their sixth win, uh, 30 to 28. The Packers surviving a scary game against the Panthers, 33-30 uh, to 30 on the road. They do get that win. Um, they play us next week on Sunday night. Um, and then we have the Joe Flacco-led Browns taking down the Texans on the road, 36-22, to 22, the infamous Hall of Fame game by Amari Cooper. Um, I think put up 54 fantasy points in some league formats. He had 265 yards and a couple touchdowns, I believe. Uh, he's just... He just played an unreal game uh, with Joe Flacco there. Um, next up, we have the Buccaneers taking down the uh, sliding Jaguars, 30-12 to in the Battle of Florida. And then, Parker, we can stop with you on this one. Uh, the Bears taking down the Cardinals, 27-16. What were your thoughts? Yeah, um, just kind of like you, I was just kind of watching uh, this one uh, just kind of as much as I could um, with the uh, holiday kind of going on, but um, when I did tune into this game, um, I seen a lot of good things from, uh, you know, from what I've been, been watching, but, you know, um, against the Cardinals, a lowly team like them, I uh, can't really, uh, to me, don't really take home those kind of victories, not really cheering about those kind of victories. Um, but I mean, Fields played all right, had an interception after making a really good play, but, um, you know, I thought he, he played a, a pretty good game, had a rushing touchdown, passing touchdown uh, to my guy, Mercedes Lewis, who he's actually the oldest player, I think, ever to catch a touchdown, uh, beating his own record from last year when he was with the Packers. Uh, so I think, I think that that's kind of funny. But, um, yeah, I mean, our defense didn't have any turnovers, uh, played pretty solid, kind of tried to blow it down the stretch, um, gave up a really – Highlight real touchdown to freaking Greg Dorchich or Dorich or whatever his name is, um, former Buck, I believe. But uh, I mean, um, you know, just a, a, a pretty solid game. Uh, I kind of knew what we were going to get from this game uh, with the Cardinals and them being as bad as they are. Um, but us beating them helps them get a higher chance for the number a number one overall pick. But our boys next door in Wisconsin helped us out by beating the Panthers. So we still got the uh, first overall pick. And, um, you know, this far in the season, I, I think if you're a Bears fan or if you're any kind of Bears employee, even at that point, or, you know, Ryan Poles, just flat out, straight up Ryan Poles, um, he's got a big decision to make whether he's going to try to take a quarterback in the future or uh, going to roll with fields. If it was me, I think in this league um, – Winning is more important than anything. Yeah, we want to see stats, but uh, we also want to see a quarterback that can win us games. And I don't know if any of the quarterbacks in college right now are those kind of players or those kind of dudes. Um, like I've just been hearing a lot of the news, um, not really news, but just a, a lot of players or former players, um, a lot of players around the league 
uh, talking about Fields being a, a good playmaker, you know, a, a dude that they would want on their team. And um, I just hope that we don't make a big uh, mistake by forfeiting the chance to uh, grow around him and, and help him and give him some, some throwing options and some uh, help on the line, you know, just for the sake of starting over with the quarterback. But also what has to be in play as well is that we're going to have to be paying him, I think, after next season uh, or the season after that um, with a big, hefty contract. So um, at that point, does drafting a rookie become smarter in terms of roster building um, than it does to, to have a quarterback with a $40 million, you know, cap hit. But, um, you know, those are decisions that we have to make in the, uh, the off season. But, you know, I feel like pretty much a lot of these games are just, we're just waiting to kind of get the season done with, unfortunately. Same here, buddy. Same here. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where the bears take this. Like I, I, I wouldn't want to be the person making that decision. Parker, if I'm, not mistaken, was wasn't Poles part of the scouting team that drafted Patrick Mahomes and made that decision to go with the new quarterback when they had Alex Smith? I believe so. I believe so. The only difference that I would say in that situation is that you have a proven veteran starter, and we don't really have a proven veteran starter, I would say, but still a project in, in fields, but yes. Yeah, that should be uh, definitely interesting, but we'll see. Um, maybe we can keep that for the off-season podcasts. Um, moving on, we have the Dolphins taking down the Cowboys. Josh, twenty-two to twenty, they kind of get that monkey off their backs when it comes to winning against the the teams with really good records, and they beat a good team. Um, straight up, Josh, twenty-two to twenty. What were your thoughts? Yeah, um, Dolphins did finally beat a team with a winning record. Uh, Cowboys, on the other hand, have continue to struggle on the road um so uh i i think uh i mean the dolphins only all loss was a one point loss to the titans so uh it uh it was a close one for us and we needed every bit of it uh jason sanders i know he was an all pro a couple years ago he got paid and then he kind of stunk for a bit had an amazing game five for five i think he had two or three from beyond 50 um, and the Dolphins made, uh, defensive adjustments after CeeDee Lamb absolutely torched the Dolphins in the first quarter or so. Uh, so the defensive adjustments were nice. Uh, offensively, like, like I said, it's nice that Sanders was five for five. It sucks that the drives stalled out enough that we had to rely on him that much. It's a little frustrating because, you know, a couple of those are, Red zone trips are close to it. 22 points, only one touchdown. So I, I think there is still some some room for improvement, I guess, in that regard in terms of like red zone uh, efficiency. Um, but, I mean, overall, it's a, it's a great team win. Down by one with three and a half minutes, uh, Tua puts together a perfect drive uh takes up the entire clock and drives the team down the field for a game-winning field goal uh so the situation of football was as good as you can ask for uh and it's a huge win clinches a playoff berth for us um a huge win going into what's been a tough final stretch uh cowboys uh ravens and bills to finish the season so uh, every win is huge, and with this win, we beat what I predicted to be the Dolphins' total win count for this year. I had them at, uh, I think I had them at like ten and seven. Uh, I, I mean, they're already at eleven and four, so uh, it's a pretty good season in my book. Now we're just hoping that, uh, hoping that we can get a good playoff, uh, playoff matchup or. Uh, maybe make some noise in the playoffs. So, good win. Yeah, that was indeed a good win. They do, I think, unfortunately, lose Jalen Waddle for, I think, next week. I'm not sure the extent of the injury. We'll see. But, um, yeah, they have a big game next week um, against the Ravens. So, uh, moving on, we have the, I think this was this, oh, yeah, this was a Sunday night game. Uh, the Patriots taking down the Broncos. And 
basically uh, making the Broncos implode uh, this week uh, with that win, 26 to 23 on the road. Bailey Zappi uh, looking pretty impressive as the Patriots quarterback. I'm sure they'll uh, roll with him um, going into next year, um, plus their rookie quarterback that they're probably going to be drafting as well. But uh, moving on, we have the Monday night games, the three Monday night games. We'll start with the Raiders and the Chiefs. Uh, the Raiders on the road taking down the Chiefs that are kind of sliding at this point, 20 to 14. Um, then we have the Eagles taking care of business, uh, kind of struggle there at the end, but um, ultimately get the win, 33 to 25. And then the Super Bowl preview that was known across the world, uh, the Ravens taking down the Niners, 33 to 19, a blowout. Uh, the Ravens scoring 13 in the second and 17 in the third. Um, and the Niners just not having enough answers to uh, combat that. So that is the week. Tony, let's start with you with any uh, final thoughts on the week. Definitely. Uh, yeah, kind of, I know we were kind of chatting about it in our uh, in our party a couple of nights ago, but just, I mean, Lamar's continued success against the NFC, like 19-1 and against the NFC in his career, just unbelievable. Um, again, the Bills just with another hard-fought, just like never say die team. I mean, they are such a gritty team. Um, I really wouldn't want to be playing them down the stretch here. I know Josh has got a really favorable kind of matchup because, I mean, it is the Dolphins. But, I mean, you can never count the Bills out. Um, and Joe Flacco, again, just, and oh, man, him and Amari Cooper, just, wow. Really, really big games for them. Uh, that's really all I got. Uh, how about you, Josh? You got any headlines? Um, not particularly. Um, I, I do think you had a great point about Lamar versus the NFC. Lamar is not a quarterback that you can really prep for when you only face him once every four years, you know? Um, so I think that's why he has that impressive 19 and two record or whatever it is, you know? So, um, nothing else other than that. Uh, it was nice to have a lot of football on over the holidays. Um, gave me something to talk about with fam you know <laughs> exactly um yeah i'll kind of go off of that but i, I do want to talk about just a couple of teams that you don't want to be playing um if you're a top seed team and i think i'll start with the rams they have been looking really good um especially offensively and they do have a young defense that they're uh they're showing out too so it's good to see the rams finally uh put together a good year after kind of slouching last year but sean McVay obviously is going to get his guys going and especially with that offense great weapons and um, I think they finally have draft picks now, so they can finally start building. But, yeah, you don't want to play them in the playoffs. I think they're going to be um, a pretty damn good team going into the postseason. I think I had another team uh, as well. I think the Buccaneers um, could be a tough team to play in the playoffs just because of how well the connection between Baker and Mike Evans has been. It's just been so deadly, man. And it comes to a surprise for me because uh, I traded Mike Evans in one of my fantasy leagues. So um definitely regretting that right now, but... Um, yeah, moving on, Mahomes looking pretty off in that offense. I think just, I don't know, the lack of coaching is just, it's just dumbfounding to me. It seems like Mahomes is escaping the pocket way too early. He's not finding his guy. Well, why do you think that is? Who, who do you think is coaching him up there? I think it rhymes with laugh you, L, <laughs> saggy. I think that's the coach that's helping Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, Ron Fayel, L, maybe. It's just crazy. It's just I, I'm watching the game. I see Travis Kelsey open. Mahomes is not even looking at him, and he's escaping the pocket very quickly. I don't think they're run blocking very well either. I think they're, I think bottom tier in run blocking efficiency. Uh, so it's just been kind of crazy. It's it's funny to see both the teams that made the Super Bowl last year, the Eagles and the Chiefs, kind of having these internal struggles. I think the struggles from the Chiefs is a little bit more concerning uh, than the Eagles because the Eagles just aren't making plays when they should be. Uh, they're making a lot of place last year which kind of helped them but uh the the Chiefs seems like it's a little bit more than that it seems like a coaching issue but uh speaking of coaching I think the Raiders deserve to hire Antonio Pierce I think he's earned the job um, obviously if you win games that's gonna uh, make you earn the job a little bit more but um, I think the players have bought into him um, but yeah that's basically all I got Parker Mr. Joe Flacco uh, is on fire with uh, your boy uh, Amari Cooper if you had any final thoughts on the week yeah, well, I just would also like to say that uh, my grandma, big Chiefs fan right now, she loves Patrick Mahomes. She's even disgusted uh, um, with them. She she says that they're just not good right now, that they stink, and that they're just gonna they're gonna go to the playoffs and win one, uh, lose one game, and you know have one game and lose it and, and be done. Um, I agree with my grandma. Like, yeah, yeah, she, she 
She's 92, but she she knows what she's talking about. I'm telling you, she knows what she's talking about. Um, I just would like to also just, you know, you, you might get mad at me for doing this, but I'd just like to shout out my boy Connor Bedard for scoring an amazing goal for the Hawks yesterday. Um, but um, other than that, uh, football-related, um, I feel like I barely got to watch. I know Josh mentioned that a lot was on, but I feel like I was just kind of busy uh, doing some things. I got to watch the Vikings game and a little bit of the Bears game, but um, yeah, that was pretty much it for me. Uh, just a lot of these injuries. I'm in the finals for uh, these uh, championship uh, leagues and uh, for a fantasy, so it can't be that bad, but you know. Yeah, and Parker, I was going to give you the cherry on top here. Um, Patrick Kane scored against his favorite team tonight. I, 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 put it, I actually just, I showed it up on the screen when it happened. Oh, I was not looking. I'm sorry. But yeah, uh, that's the cherry on top. So, uh, Parker, if you don't have anything else, we can uh, move forward. I do have the results of the picks. Uh, Tony, you were with five, and the rest of us, Josh, myself, and Parker, we had seven. Uh, so that makes, cool. even, yeah, that makes things a le- even closer. But uh, we have a couple more weeks of picking, and then we still are going to be picking the postseason. So uh, a few more weeks of that. Um, I think that... Are we going to stop recording like we did last year? I can, yeah, I can, I can do that, and I can kind of see where we stand in the regular season. Regular season championship and a postseason championship. Yeah, that sounds that sounds good for me. I didn't do that in college. Um, I mean, I can if, if we really do, but um, yeah, but we'll see how it goes. We'll start with uh, the Week 17 slate with the Jets and the Browns uh, going at it. We have Cleveland hosting this one, and Cleveland favored to win by seven and a half in a thirty-four and a half um, over under here. Tony, there's night football. I will take the Browns minus seven and a half. How about you, Josh? Um, right there with you. I'll also take the Browns. Yeah, I am as well. Uh, Parker. Yeah, kind of hard to pick against them right now. I think El Prestador's, uh, this might be the happiest he's ever been as a Browns fan. And it's so ironic that his quarterback is Joe Flacco. <laughs> he's, he's in like a, like heaven this year. It's perfect. I agree to see it. Um, moving on, we have an interesting game on Saturday night. Um, we have the Lions uh, traveling to Dallas to face the Cowboys, who are seven and zero at home. Josh, you mentioned the bad record that they had. I think they were three and five on the road, uh, or, or two and five, something like that. But yeah, the Cowboys get the Lions at home uh, right now. Dallas is favored to win by six. Tony, uh, as great as Detroit is, I think I'm going to take Dallas. I think they have to stop the bleeding here uh, before it gets any worse. So I'll take Dallas minus six at home. How about you, Josh? Yeah, Cowboys home and road feel like two separate teams right now. Cowboys at home, I'll take them minus six. I'm gonna roll with the Lions. They did the they did uh I think so the first time in thirty years they won the NFC North, and I think they're gonna be the first team to take down the Cowboys at home. I'm, I'm gonna take the Lions here. I don't know if that's crazy or not, but Parker, who you got? Yeah, I was just gonna say that this is typically the time of the year that uh, our good pals. Over in Dallas, uh, they they typically start to fall apart this time of the year, and kind of limp into the playoffs, if you will. Uh, and with that, like uh, like Aram said, I I think that they're going to win. I'll I'll take uh, Detroit. The Motor City Kings. <laughs> they're uh, Moving on, we have the Sunday uh, slate starting at twelve. Obviously, we have the Bills hosting the Patriots uh, division game. But right now, Tony Buffalo is favored to win by thirteen. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I think I'll take that. I think the Bills have a lot more to play for in this game, so I'll take them. A big spread, but I guess, yeah, since it's at Bills, I'll take them minus 13. How about you, Josh? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm almost inclined to take them because it's at the Bills, but, uh, uh, at this spread, I, I might go out on a limb here. I'll take the Patriots plus 13 to keep it close in a divisional game. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I just don't trust the Bills to break away uh, against a tough Patriot defense. So I'm going to take the Patriots to, to cover that spread, but uh, lose. Parker, who you got? Yeah, I think I'm going to be rolling with, uh, with with you guys on this one. Every time I fire up Madden, I see Josh Allen just staring me deep into my eyes and uh, just kind of freaks me out a little bit. So I'll take, uh, I'll take the uh, Patriots. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Barkay, we can start with you on this one. We have the Bears hosting the Falcons. Bro, you have a chance to knock out the the Falcons from playoff contention. Uh, right now, the Bears are favorited in this one by three at home. We got. 
Yeah, you know why we're favored is because we've got a pretty good defense, and I, I feel like like those birds down there are just kind of like chickens with their with their heads cut off right now. And I, I think we're finally just going to put them out of their misery uh, for this year. And I, I think we're going to be taking the Bears to uh, win this game. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bears as well. This game is played on CBS, by the way, so that's pretty interesting. Josh, who you got? I'll take the Bears here. Tony? I think, uh, I think Arthur Smith, you know, for a week kind of saved himself, but I think his uh, butt's going to get hot again. So I'll, I'll take the Bears in this one at home. Yeah, we, got some, we, we got some flaming hot butts here. It's becoming, I think it's close to Black Monday. Just give it a couple weeks. Uh, the Colts, well, what's the crazy is, is we've picked the Bears to win the last uh, three games that we've picked. We've all picked them to win. Yeah, I think you're right. You're right about that. This is the Bears podcast now. Um, the Colts hosting the Raiders. Uh, right now, the Colts, they are in a playoff spot, I believe, but the Raiders are uh, in the hunt, and they have been playing good football lately. Right now, the Colts at home are favored to win by three and a half here, Tony. I think I'm going to take Indianapolis minus three and a half. I'd like to see a little bit more from the uh, Las Vegas offense. I think their defense kind of saved them last game, but uh, yeah, I'll take Indian this one. How about you, Josh? Yeah, it is kind of wild that uh, Aiden O'Connell did not complete a pass after the first quarter, and uh, they beat the Chiefs. That's kind of wild. Um, even with that being said, I, I think I'm going to take the Raiders plus three and a half. I just feel like they're uh, they're kind of finding ways to win right now, and their defense is getting it done for them. So I'll take the Raiders here. Yeah, that's, those are some good points. I will take the Colts. I think they do have to bounce back after that stinker they put up in Atlanta last week. So I'll take the Colts. Marco, you got it. Yeah, this one's a tough one. Battle of the mid. Um, I, I think we'll have to take the Colts. Perfect. Uh, next up, we have the Giants hosting the Rams. Uh, interesting matchup here. We have the Rams uh, fighting for, I think they're already in a playoff spot, but they are uh, fighting for uh, a couple more wins to end the season. Uh, on the road, they are favored to win by five and a half, Tony. I will take the Rams minus five and a half. How about you, Josh? I will also take the take the Rams. It looks like the uh, Tommy DeVito Lynn Sanity run has uh, ran its course. I think Tyrod Taylor's starting this week. So, uh, yeah, I'll take the Rams here. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I'm taking the Rams as well, Parker. Yeah, I think the Rams uh, turned in from a team that looked kind of pathetic early on um, in the year. Now they're really looking like a uh, like a tough team. So I'll, I'll take the Rams. That is a, a sweep. Um, moving on, we have another hottie spread for the Eagles. Or Actually, it, it's gone down. So we have the Eagles hosting the Cardinals right now in Philly. And it was um, minus 12 Philadelphia, but now it's gone down to minus 10 and a half. Maybe uh, some betters know something that we don't. I'm just kidding. I'm telling you right now it's a minus 10 and a half for Philadelphia. Definitely. Um, I think I'll take the Eagles to get the minus 10 and a half. I would not be surprised, though. I would not be surprised if the Cardinals found a way to cover. Uh, but I'll take Eagles minus 7. 10 and a half. How about you, Josh? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the Cardinals, while they're a good team, I feel like they're half in tank mode, trying to get a better pick. So, uh, I'll I'll take the Eagles minus ten and a half. Yeah, there's no, I I just don't know how I can pick against the spread. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Eagles. Uh, Bert, what you got? Yeah, I think we're have to take the Eagles as well. Um, watching them how they played last week, uh, you know, against the Bears, we'll take the Eagles. Perfect. Uh, we have an FC South uh, matchup here. This is kind of big. I know the Buccaneers have played good here, but if they lose this game, it's going to make the division race interesting. We have the Saints coming to town to Florida to face the Buccaneers right now. It's only uh, 42 and a half uh, point over under, but a uh, Tampa Bay minus two and a half spread here. So what do you got here? I think I'm going to take the Buccaneers minus two and a half. I think they played really well against the Jags last week at home. So I think they'll carry that momentum. I'll take the Buccaneers in this one. How about you, Josh? Yeah, I saw a crazy stat this year that was showing uh, Baker Mayfield stats compared to, like, Patrick Mahomes or something. And, like, Baker has quietly been a, a, a decent quarterback for the Buccaneers. So um, I'm, I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus two and a half in this one. 
Yeah, this is this is a tough one because I do think the Saints make this a tough game. Um, but I think I think with this win, the Buccaneers clinch the division. So I think in a big game, I think they'll get it done. I'll take the Buccaneers. Bart, who you got? Yeah, we'll take the uh, Buccaneers as well. Uh, Baker's been. Um, oh, what did I see? I seen some kind of crazy stat with him uh, that he's been like one of the best quarterbacks over the last couple of weeks, and uh, he's been really uh, playing good for that Bucks team. So we'll take the Bucks. Wow, he had a perfect passer rating against the Packers in Lambeau, so that tells you all you know he's having a great year. Um, next up, we have the Commanders hosting the Niners, and right now, San Francisco, Tony, I'll keep this short, this favorite did win by uh, 13 on the road. Um, I'm going to take the Commanders to cover. So I think San Francisco wins, but I'll take the Commanders plus 13. How about you, Josh? I just feel like San Francisco bounces back pretty well so i'm gonna take the 49ers in this one if they don't have a bounce back uh i might get a little concerned that they've maybe been sorted out a little bit before the playoffs um you know like a it's like i mentioned before you want to be playing your best ball right around now so uh i'm looking for the 49ers to bounce back this week yeah, I think the Niners come out kind of angry after the last uh, week's game. Um, I think they covered 13. Parker, what you got? Well, you know, given that uh, Josh's favorite quarterback in the whole wide world is starting for the Commanders, um, I think just based off of that, I think we're going to have to go with the 49ers. That's love Jacoby love for Jacoby Brissett. Yep. Um, Moving on, we have the sliding Jaguars. They really need to win this one, Tony. Um, they're facing the Panthers at home in Jacksonville. They're favored to win by six and a half. Yeah, I mean, this really has turned into like a must win. I'll, I'll take Jacksonville minus six and a half. I think that's a pretty favorable match for this week for them. So I'll take that. How about you, Josh? Yeah, is is Trevor Lawrence going to play? Do we know? Oh, man. Uh, let me look it up real quick. So, I mean... The poor guy has started the past three weeks and left all three games because of injury. And right. said he feels better, but will limit throwing. Yeah, he said he's gonna he play. I think he will play. Okay. And just talking about him, I've never seen a player's head uh, get smashed like his head got smashed. His nose was like all bent and like, oh my goodness! I don't know if you if you guys seen that picture, but holy moly. I do. I think I have. I did see uh, Pacheco though. That's the one I saw. Yeah. If if Trevor is playing, I think I'll I'll take the Jaguars minus six and a half. That's a little tougher of a line with C.J. Bathard under the center, but uh, I th- I think with with T. Law back there, I'll take the Jags. Yeah, the Panthers to me. They, I mean, uh, they haven't won a, a road game this year, and I don't think it gets any better. I think. Uh, the Jaguars will cover, even if they do have better. I still think they have a better team, and uh, they'll win. Parker, what do you got? Yeah, we're going to go with the uh, Jags because the Panthers have to lose for us. Perfect. Um, another game of the week, maybe game of the year potential here with the Ravens involved. We have the Ravens hosting the Dolphins. Josh, let's start with you on this one. First of all, the over-under is 47.5, and, and that just puts a smile on my face. That's a lot of points being scored. But they have Baltimore um, in a revenge plot from last year, getting the win. Um, I think they, I think the Dolphins came back after that crazy game last year. But right now, it's Baltimore minus three and a half against the Dolphins. Who you got, Josh? Yeah, last year I think the Dolphins were down like twenty-eight, pulled off a miraculous comeback with seconds remaining to take the win. Um, man, this one is it's top for me because. The Dolphins have, like, they haven't been as great on the road, especially against good competition. Uh, and and also, like, this is the game for the one seed, quite possibly, because if the Dolphins beat the Ravens, they have the same record, and the Dolphins have the head-to-head win. So, huge implications here. Um... Man, I I think I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be a holder. I'll take Miami plus three and a half. But man, like knowing that the Dolphins run a similar scheme to the 49ers and seeing what the Ravens did to them last week, it does make things a little tough uh, for me. Um, 
man, it's tough. But I, I think I'm going to stick with the Dolphins. I'm, I, I'm, I'm thinking with more of my heart than my head here, but I, I'm thinking that the Dolphins can at least keep it within a field goal. Yeah, and you are right, Josh. Right now, the Dolphins um, have 11 wins. The Baltimore Ravens, they have 12. So if the Dolphins do beat them, they'll be tied, and they will have that, I think, head-to-head. So I think you are or you are right. They will take that in a road seat if they do win. Um, for me, for this one, I think Tyree Gill is going to be a problem uh, for the Ravens. But I think based off of what happened last year, I think that the Ravens had the Dolphins in a situation where they could have won a game, won the game, but I think the Dolphins just made some crazy, crazy plays involving Tyree. I don't think the Ravens had Roquan Smith either. Yeah. Yeah, they they do have their defense together. I'm going to take Baltimore at home just based off of the rosters and um, the, the defense for the Ravens. Uh, Tony, who you got that you can send it to Parker? Alrighty. I will be going with the Ravens as well, strictly just because it's in Baltimore. I feel like if this was in Miami, I, I would take Miami, but I think Baltimore just and that Cole, I, I think they're really good at home, so I'll take them to cover. How about you, Parker? Yeah, this one, uh, this one's a little, um, a little bittersweet for me because I really do like both teams, and um, I wish that they could both win. But in this case, I think I'm going to have to go with the Ravens. I just think that they're, they are a, the Super Bowl favorite for me right now in the league, and it's hard to pick against them. Yeah, Parker, you can go watch these two teams if you want. If you like them so much, 245 bucks plus the plane ticket. So uh, let me know if you make that decision. Um, yeah. <laughs> move, move it on. We have a rematch between the Texans and the Titans. I think the, the last time these two teams played, I think uh, fantasy-wise, Barrick Henry had like, what, 10, 19 yards, and the, uh, that was about it for him. But he has his chance for revenge. This game is being played on Fox, another weird AFC Fox game. Houston right now, they probably will have Stroud back. I'm not too sure, but... Um, that's where I'm leading. I think they do have Stroud back, and right now Houston Tony is favored to win by five at home. Definitely. Uh, I'm seeing here he was limit. He was a limited participant in practice uh, three hours ago. It said. Uh, so if he does start, it is going to be probably a little iffy. Um, I will take Houston at home. I, I think they they have to find a way to win this game. I think it's really important for them to win this, obviously, to stay in the playoff race. So I'll take Houston. Um, to cover. How about you, Josh? I I think I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm going to assume that we're getting C.J. Stroud um, and, I don't know, Tannehill, maybe. Uh, maybe Levis. I, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to take Houston minus five at home in this one regardless. Yeah, me too. This is a potential statement win and um, I think the Texans will be in a playoff spot if they do win this game. Um, so, yeah, I'll take the Texans. Who you got? Yeah, I'll go with the Texans as well. Perfect. Okay, we have the Steelers with Mason Rudolph, um, now the quarterback for the, the Steelers, on the road to face the Seahawks. The Seahawks are still kind of surviving for that last playoff spot. Um, a lot is on the line between these two teams. Uh, right now, Seattle, at a, this is a 3 o'clock game, by the way. We're starting that slate. Right now, Tony Seattle is favored to win by 3.5. Definitely. I think I'm going to take Seattle on this one. Um, I think the Steelers did a lot of great things last week. Um, but I, I think the Seahawks have just, they've found ways at the end of these games lately to to kind of pull out these wins these last couple weeks. Um, so I'm going to take the Seahawks at home minus three and a half. I'll be your Josh. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the, the Seahawks in this one as well. I feel like, uh, I don't know, I, I feel like they'll have a little bit of film on Mason Rudolph they'll be able to make things a little tougher for them. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the Seahawks here. Yeah, I will as well. I see a big uh, Kenneth Walker game upcoming here at Parker. I'm sure you would enjoy that. What do you got? I would enjoy that very much so. Uh, I, I do think it's crazy that uh, um, on the Steelers' quarterback room, uh, they have two really high picked quarterbacks and yet Mason Rudolph is the one that's starting um that's kind of funny but I will take the uh Seahawks in this one yeah that is true and also I forgot about the news Parker will hit that uh right after the schedule and then we'll hit uh, fantasy football because that reminded me of this game here the Broncos hosting the Chargers um no Russell Wilson no Justin Herbert um two imploding teams right now uh right now we have uh, Denver being favorited to win by three and a half here totally 
Uh, I'm going to take Denver just because they're the home team. That's the only reason that I'm taking them. Uh, so I'll take Denver minus three and a half. How about you, Josh? That's literally the exact same thing I was going to do. Just take Denver because they're the home team. This feels like it could be a, like this, this very well could feel like watching a preseason game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree there. I like Jared Stead a little bit though. I think, uh, I think Denver wins Parker. Yeah. Yeah. This is a weird one. Um, as well as it's like the uh, Broncos are basically just telling their team that that they're quitting, that they just don't really care uh, about the rest of the season. But um, yeah, well, I think we'll take the Broncos. I don't know why. Yeah, that's just the type of game that is. Um, another three o'clock game here. The last one on this slate here. We have the Bengals. Tony uh, traveling to KC to face the the Chiefs, and it's not really the same rivalry uh, without Joe Burrow and just based off how these two teams are playing at the moment record-wise. But uh, right now, uh, KC is favored to win by a touchdown and an extra point at home. And I will take the Chiefs to uh, to cover that 7.5. I, I think, uh, I feel like, I mean, I know we keep saying this week in and week out. I think we keep waiting for the Chiefs to have a performance. We're like, yep, okay, the Chiefs are back. But, uh, I mean, Jake Browning's going to have to have a really clean game, I feel like, for them to have any chance. And I think our defense is going to have to really ball out for us to have a chance as well. Kind of the way that Oak, or, uh, Oakland, yikes, uh, Las Vegas uh, did. But uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one. How about you, Josh? Man, I think I'm going to take the Bengals plus seven. I, like, I could see the Chiefs winning by seven on the dot, but I don't have confidence in them winning by much more than a touchdown right now, especially after we watched them lose to the Oakland, I mean, Las Vegas uh, Raiders in Arrowhead, you know? So right. uh, I I think I'm, I'm going to take the Bengals plus seven in this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Josh. Man, I'm telling you, the, the, the Chiefs, they don't look good. They don't look like a playoff team right now. They're four and four at home. Um, and that includes losses to the Lions in week one. Uh, I mean, they did have, they were without Jones and Kelsey, but they just thought they haven't looked that good. Um, and the Bengals, even though they got their asses kicked last week, they still have a good recipe. I think they can run the ball. Uh, they have a good offensive line, a decent defense, pretty good defense. I think Cam Taylor, Britt, Tony's going to be back. Um, so that's going to be a big bolster for their defense. I'm going to take uh, the Bengals to win on the road. I just don't see it with the Chiefs anymore. Parker, who you got? Yeah, I know I've been picking with the Chiefs all year long. Um, I couldn't buy it anymore. It's, it's 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 hard to 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 pick Tev right now when they can't even win against a, a team that won't even pass the ball uh, for three quarters. I mean that's that's something I've I don't think I've ever seen before, and just seeing the way that Mahomes is is kind of acting and reacting, he's pretty hot right now, pretty emotional and. It's clearly throwing off his game. It's throwing off everyone's game. Uh, they're not really getting uh, what they want um, when they are are playing. I mean, their 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 defense is solid, but yeah, their their offense is totally just gone. Uh, they can't run. They can't pass. It's it looks really broken right now. But uh, with that being said, I'll, I think I'm going to take the uh, uh, Bengals. And Zamir White ran all over him. I think he had like 140 some yards on that run defense. So uh, it's a scary matchup against Joe Mixon, I think, and uh, Chase Brown. Uh, this one, I'll start with this one here. Uh, Sunday Night Football. I think that we don't have any Monday Night Football games this week. So this is going to be the last game of the week. We have the Vikings hosting the Packers, the Battle of the Mids. Let's go. Seven versus seven and eight. We have a two and five home record team versus a three and five away record team. Oh, the Chef's Kiss on New Year's Eve, boys. Uh, this uh, the spread right now is uh, not spread, but the over under is forty six and a half points. A lot of points being uh, scored apparently, um, and the Vikings winning by two. Um, so for this game, a lot of questions for us, starting with the quarterback position, of course. For like the fifth or sixth straight freaking week, we're talking about the quarterback. Um, I think it should be Jared Hall. I think uh, we have to see what we have in him because uh, we know what we have in Mullins, a guy that was going to throw the ball a lot and make a lot of mistakes and. Um, I, I want to see what Jared Hall has. He won't have TJ Hawkinson, obviously, but uh, he'll, he'll add JJ, hopefully Addison, maybe a couple other weapons. But um, I, I want to see Hall play. Um, I don't really care how the result's going to be. Uh, to be honest, I hope we get a better draft pick uh, and we lose. But 
Uh, I hope Hall plays. I'll take the Packers on the road. Um, Tony, we'll start with you here. I think I'm going to take the Packers on the road as well, uh, plus two. How about you, Josh? Um, man, uh, mid off. I I think I'll take Minnesota. I'll I'll take the Vikings at home in this one. Parker. Uh, I think I'm going to take the Packers. Um, I, I can't pick Minnesota right now, just based off what I'm watching. Best we've ever seen the same thing. I told you, did you take the Vikings here or did you take the Packers? Sorry, I missed it. I'm with you, Rama. I'm taking the Packers. Sweet. We have a Yagai sleep. Let's go. Um, Parker, right. you can start with you with any what? news. That's not a sleep. I'm I'm all in. Oh, you take the Vikings. Josh. <laughs> oh, sorry. Dang it, we're so close, Josh. Come on, switch. You can do it. You can do it. I'm I'm a hold. I'm a hold steady. Okay. All right, all right. Um, perfect. That's gonna do it for the schedule part. You can uh, take it away with any uh, news or headlines that you had. Yeah. Um. So. Um. You know, as we talked about the Broncos, uh, they are expecting to cut Wilson. After the season, uh, that's it's really kind of a wild thing because he's really not even having like that bad of a season. Honestly, they're just imploding right now, and I mean his contract is very awful. Um, that is not a joke, but uh, cutting him is is pretty crazy. Um, um Jair Alexander, <laughs> he's getting caught up in a little uh, situation. This uh, was funny. He's just, he he's just so arrogant. I think to himself and he thinks that he can do every, like anything that he wants to. And he went up to the coin toss and he wasn't even supposed to. And he said, all the guys backed him. And uh, he said he wanted the defense to come out on the field when he should have said he wanted the offense uh, to come out onto the field. So he, he uh, kind of made a, or uh, I don't even know what he did, but I mean, it was uh, a very embarrassing uh, thing for him, but uh, he's getting suspended from the team uh, for this incident, uh, which is kind of a, a crazy uh, thing to see as, as well. Um, we mentioned, I think Josh mentioned uh, DeVito. He's going to be not starting uh, against the Rams. It's going to be Tyrod Taylor, uh, which maybe they should have done a little couple weeks ago uh, when he was healthy, but, um, I guess they were just riding behind him, which I can't blame him. Um, uh, we mentioned uh, Lawrence. He's practicing. I'm sure he will uh, be uh, starting. Um, and we mentioned Brissett as well, starting over uh, Howell, which is kind of surprising as well. Uh, that opens the door for, I think, Washington for probably a quarterback uh, this offseason and could uh, potentially trade up uh, to get that uh, wink wink from uh, Chicago. But um, Lattimore and the Saints, um, are, or Lattimore and Thomas from the Saints are um, ex- are not expected to play versus the Bucks. Uh, so that gives, gives us even more reason to pick them um, if we did this before the uh, picking segment. Um, Hawkinson, as a Rob, I don't know if you uh, mentioned that or not, but Hawkinson out for the year with a torn ACL and MCL. Uh, another blow for that Vikings team. I don't know how many injuries that a team could have in one year and still somehow run guys out onto the field. But uh, this sustained a ton of injuries, uh, which, you know, it's just it sucks. It, it seems like this year uh, has been that kind of year uh, with, with the injuries for, for a lot of teams out there, especially quarterbacks. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, the Steelers, We'll turn to Rudolph, as we mentioned. Uh, Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky uh, should never be uh, starting, in my opinion, on an NFL team. Well, they're both uh, pretty bad. Um, Kareem Jackson, uh, one of the dirtiest players, or maybe you could just say hard hitters, in the league today. Um, he is going to be waived, and I think the Cardinals picked him up, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe it was the Texans. I don't know. One of those two teams picked him up. Uh, and he will be uh, playing somewhere else. But um, Josh Jacobs, um, I don't know if he's going to be coming back uh, this week or not, but he's been battling uh, some injuries as well. Um, uh, Corlin Sutton for the Broncos, he sustained a head injury. 
So he's he's probably questionable or out as well. Um, but yeah, that's just uh, some of the news that I have. If, if anyone had anything else, then you guys go go ahead. I don't. Uh, somebody can stop me if you had anything. But um, yeah, we're gonna get this fantasy segment started here. Parker, you have two championships to win this weekend. Uh, Josh, you mentioned that you had one, and I had one as well. So, uh, Josh, what do we have to do to go get that? get that championship you can take away that the fantasy segment here all right sweet yeah so uh waiver wire people or players that i'm i'm looking at picking up this week uh we'll start out with the quarterback position number one for me i kind of mentioned him earlier but baker mayfield uh he's like i said he's quietly had a pretty productive year uh I'll, I mean, I'll, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, I don't know how he's been for fantasy purposes. I would assume decent enough because he's been, uh, he's been pretty good in real life, you know? So, um, if, if you're like me and you've got Trevor Lawrence in the starting lineup, but you're kind of concerned because of injuries or, uh, or, you know, maybe you're just not confident with a matchup. I think Baker Mayfield could be a guy that you, you uh you go after um other than that the waiver wire man it's there's not a lot to love i i think you can take a shot on joe flacco i was just gonna say josh i just picked him up in my in my other league so i was just gonna ask you what you thought about joe flacco yeah i I mean joe flacco like i don't feel like he lights up a stat sheet but he he does just enough you know um and, and so I think Baker and Flacco are, are really the only two guys I would go after personally. I like if I had to choose a number three, I I would think you could maybe land a guy like Derek Carr. Um but a guy like Nick Mullins or Mason Rudolph, like I'm I'm not taking chances on those guys on the waiver wire. So for me in order it's Baker, uh Flacco and then Derek Carr at a distant third. Um, moving over to the, I guess yeah, at the at the running back position, uh, number one for me is Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Um, I'm not mistaken, McKinnon got a concussion in the last game, um, so I, I I don't feel confident that he would return a week later. It's probably a fifty fifty toss up. I would lean towards no. Um, and I know we talked about how the Chiefs are struggling, but uh, I think from a workload perspective, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire should be worth uh, should be worth uh, consideration. On the other side, uh, Zamir White, like w- we just watched the Raiders this past week not complete a pass for three quarters. So if they're gonna run the ball like that, I'm I mean I'm I'm gonna try to pick up one of the running backs, you know, so. Um, I've got Zamir White on my list. And then, um, the only other two I've got, uh, Justice Hill with the Ravens. I feel like him and Gus Edwards are splitting carries decent enough. Uh, that one does worry me because the Miami Dolphins have been pretty good in run defense. So, uh, if you're going to play, uh, a Baltimore running back this week. I, I I like Hill mainly for his his receiving ability. I feel like uh I would be more inclined to play him in PPR leagues than standard, just because with the Dolphins' good run defense, a running back's production is largely going to come from the receiving work, in my opinion. Um, and the only other one I'm gonna throw out there is Antonio Gibson. Uh. I know we've talked about Brian Robinson not being there for him and everything, uh, but he's another guy that I figure, at the very least, can get some receiving work. Maybe a couple touches if it turns into a a blowout versus the versus the Forty Niners. Um, moving on to the wide receiver position, uh, uh, with the Addison news, I'm I've got KJ Osborne pretty high on my list. Um, just, you know, trying to play things safe there. Um, so KJ Osborne would be my number one. Uh, I, I think for me, I'm going to put Greg Dorch at, at number two for me 
with the with the Cardinals. Like uh, I don't know, maybe he's just uh, we're starting to see him get a few more targets, kind of heating up here. Uh, could be worth consideration. And then lastly, for me, I've got Demario Douglas with the Patriots. I like as weird as it sounds. I just it's a divisional game in Buffalo. The Bills seem to always play up or down to their competition. So I could see this being a a nasty game, and I could see Demario Douglas getting some decent work in. Uh, I would I would definitely go with him over Devontae Parker. Um, so those are my guys at the wide receiver, uh, at the tight end spot. I think I said it last week, but Isaiah Likely is still my number one. Um, I think uh, I I think he can he can be effective. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I don't think Ferguson was that great against the Dolphins last week, but that might have been more of a Dak Prescott issue than a Jake Ferguson issue. So uh, I'm not too scared to start Likely. Uh, also have Darren Waller on the list. Uh, I know he's just recently came back from his, uh, little stint on IR, but, uh, I like him. And then personally, I'm going to throw Gerald Everett out there with the Chargers in this matchup against Denver. Um, if, if you're bold, I like, I, I would say you can take a chance on, uh, Chig Okonkwo for the, for the Titans. Uh, but I think mostly for me, it's going to be likely Waller and Everett as my uh, as my my big three. So, um, and then again for for kickers, we're looking for high squad offenses, favorable matchups, and it's the same for defenses. If you find a good matchup, right? Like like last week, or I think it was like yeah, like the Eagles Giants. I know. It, it didn't work out the best for fantasy. They only got two or three points, I think. But uh, when you see those weaker offenses, at this point in the season, we know who they are. So uh, if you could find anybody on the waivers with a uh, with a decent matchup, kind of like the Bears, honestly, up against the Falcons, uh, I think, or maybe the Jaguars against the Panthers, I think those are the kind of uh, defenses we should we should look to bounce on. So. Uh, that's my that's my waiver wire pickups for the week. Perfect, thank you, Josh. Um, we'll see where we stand by the end of this week. Um, yeah, that's gonna do it. But before I sign things out, uh, Parker, I just wanted to mention uh, Devin Esther was named as a finalist for the 2024 Hall of Fame. I don't know if you saw that come through. Hey, yeah, it's the third year in a row that he's been nominated and uh, has yet to make it. So. Um, I, I really hope that he can make it because he really should have made it on the first time. Yeah, um, I agree there. And uh, one notable one for me, at least, is Jared Allen. So I hope he gets through um, as well. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for another edition of the AI Guys Podcast. We will talk to you guys next year. <laughs> See you guys then. Bye-bye. See you next year. Peace.